the gate. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live on Seattle's original diehard sports station, Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man. I heard this, uh, I was driving home, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, driving home uh, yesterday, yeah. Or a couple days ago, and this guy was this guy was complaining. He was complaining to Dick Fain about how uh, he had to come in and sit in with Dick Fain while you and me and Ian were out over in uh, Suncadia drinking from uh, drinking from the Tito's girls, right? And then right. also eating from the Met and Thirteen Coins. Yeah, Terry Blunt, if that really is your name, Terry, uh, joins us right now here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, he smoking upset, sports huh? with Terry Blunt. Also has a Saturday show, Blunt Sports Dog. Uh, every uh, Saturday, eleven to one. He was a little angry that he didn't wasn't invited to the party uh, over at Sunday. Furious, I'm I, I, I furious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely furious. And you, yeah, yeah, you guys have figured me out on the fraud thing. We'll let that slide. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, wow, uh, yeah, we're we're sitting there in the dungy, dusty, dank studio. You guys are out there drinking Tito's and having thirteen coins. Oh, that's great, thirteen yeah. coins. I, oh, oh, and also you forgot to mention the. Uh, uh, the sliders, the beef, the the beef sliders from yeah. the Met Grill. Oh man! Yeah. And we had to talk oh, to man. Russell Wilson and Andre yeah. Reed, and you know a lot of those Jermaine people. Curse. Jermaine Curse, yeah. Eddie Diaz. Yeah. I've been I've just been fascinated the last couple of days on Instagram watching uh, Russell Wilson's helicopter posts. Oh my gosh, he's Is like he flying? taking videos. Oh, that's right. while he's he's flying a heli- helicopter all over the all Seattle area. That's right, because he's a pilot. Did you know that, Gas? He's I, a helicopter yeah. pilot. We got to ask him that. Among the many interesting things, yeah, I'm not sure I want him up in a helicopter. Yeah, I'm good. I it's a know. little scary to watch. He literally flew right over the practice facility. Then he's out somewhere in the Cascades. I don't know where. And uh, I assume he's not the one taking the video. <laughs> well, I'd hope not, Terry. The video. <laughs> I'd <laughs> but, hope not. Uh, Ten and two. Yeah, this is his new thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Helicopter Pilot. So, you know, he's going to come in on that on for training camp, right? Oh yeah, they're going to put up like oh, a, they're going to put absolutely. a pad out there, and he's right. going to make his entrance. Yeah, and he's a training camp to. on a helicopter pad. How about if yeah. Earl? How about if Earl Thomas says, "Look, I'll do a deal, but I want a helicopter." And they go to Russ. Says, Russ, we need we need your helicopter. And he says, No, I'm not going to give up my helicopter. Does Russ own a helicopter? Or is he leasing one? Uh, I, you know what? I don't think he owns one, but it wouldn't be out of the question that he owns yeah. one now. He, he so certainly could afford he's, it. Maybe he's sampling where to decide which chopper he wants he's to buy. He's got money. So. He's got helicopter money. I don't know. You're going to ask me what's helicopter money. I don't know how much they cost. I have no idea. I think he's got helicopter yeah. Is there something you could do that would irritate your neighbors more than putting a helipad in your backyard and getting a <laughs> helicopter and just coming and going whenever the hell you want it? Like, I'm going to go to the store. Yeah. I'm going to fire up the chopper oh, and fly I'll, down I'll to the tell, Albertsons. I'll, I'll tell you one, Terry, like my neighbor at 815 this morning <laughs> that decided down the, yeah. down the road of my alley, Decided at eight fifteen in the morning was a good time to trim the trees with a lo- with a uh, chainsaw. <laughs> at eight fifteen in the morning, like I mean, Why come not? on, at what? Like it, I don't know what the time is. I generally feel like after nine thirty, you can start doing stuff like that. But that's just me. Yeah. So yeah. 15? Our, our lawn guys start about seven thirty, and to me, oh. that's just you know nothing before nine a.m. should ever happen yeah, that makes that kind of noise. Yeah, but they got work to do. I, I, we were getting a, a big back patio put on our house years ago, and we told the contractor, "Look, you can't start before like seven in the morning." Can't I mean, jackhammering at six forty-five, five thirty in the morning. <laughs> there's a truck from Canada delivering some stuff, and the guy's out there. He's making so much noise. I, I came down and said, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Well, I'm delivering the stuff." I said, "You're not supposed to start." He goes, "Five thirty in the morning." And he looks at his watch. He goes. 
goes, dude, it's quarter six. I think oh, nine well, is the time. Then. I think nine <laughs> o'clock. I don't know. Those guys got to make a living, man. You can't take two hours away from this time of year. The time is money, man. They got to be able to get I'll pay extra. Well, I mean, yeah. it's daylight till 10 o'clock. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so do you want them out there at 10? I'd rather have them out there at 7. Sure. Yeah, I'd rather have them out there at 10. At 10 at night. <laughs> sure. When you're out there having your eighth gin and tonic at night trying to relax well, then, a little bit. Then, yeah. That's it. Then you don't care. I mean, after after you've, after you've barbecued and had six beers, who cares if they're out there or not? Hey, hey uh, Terry, we, I stumbled across this uh, this article, and uh, and I had uh, gas pull it up because it's from The Athletic, Richard Deitch, and I saw our good friend Ian Furness retweet this. And it's uh, about the World Cup. It's about soccer. And the, he and Deitch has got the uh, TV ratings for uh, viewership across the entire country. And yeah. I guess I was a little surprised, and I think he was too, that so D.C., Miami, and Austin are the top three cities. Portland and Seattle, wow. which most people consider Portland and Seattle as one of the hotbeds of soccer fans and the culture in the entire country. Now, Portland comes in at number 31 and Seattle at number 36. Now, I know what the obvious... A reply yeah, to this re- would be the right, West Coast view- West Coast viewership because of the time of the games. But gas, what what are the other West Coast city? Where's San Francisco on? San this? Francisco's fourth uh, with uh, a two point four, a pretty healthy number there. San Diego is uh, is uh, seventh. Okay, Los Angeles well, I can, is ninth. I can answer that. Yeah. I, I can answer that. So what, what? Why do you think it's all the way down? Well, part of it is that for those cities being higher than than where Portland and Seattle are, is they have. So much larger of a Latino uh, audience, and that's really big. I mean, that's why Austin's up so high. That's there's no question about that. That's uh, the if you have if you have a demographic that's higher in Latinos and Hispanics, you're probably going to have higher ratings on that uh, for that event. So I think that's part of the reason that it's lower here, and you know it certainly doesn't help that there's not a U.S. team. But these are all we're all talking about all U.S. cities here. Yeah, but gas where's that? De- higher Latino, uh, higher Latino demographic probably have a chance of having higher ratings. Where, where's Denver, gas? Denver is uh, in Colorado. It's a city there. Uh, three, hang on, it's, it's like twentieth. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. Do you like that, Terry? Yeah. Thanks well, no, because I'm just, I'm just. It's I was, 20, I, I was yeah. curious with it because their their Latino population well, is is I mean it's very large it's certainly much larger uh, than Seattle but in terms of their their population of, of people there Latinos are it's massive I was just curious how that would compare to Seattle I'm surprised the Seattle number isn't a little bit higher I'll be honest yeah, I, I am too. definitely I surprised it's not, that yeah, yeah I would think it would and, be a and little you're higher. right I mean you know you gotta you gotta be up at 7 a.m with the guys cutting the lawn so you know yeah. that's part of it no question. Or, or five a.m. Uh, a lot of the matches were at five a.m. Yeah, but you get two of the you know two of the three are yeah. what's what's the the first one's at five, the second one was at eight, and the third one was at eleven. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, and of course, a lot of these are you know in the middle, you know, at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, that's also, but that's the same in every city, so it shouldn't make any difference. I'm a little surprised it's not higher here. Uh, that's for sure because. This city is just absolutely soccer nuts, as we know from the crowds they get at CenturyLink for for Sounders games. So it's a little surprising that it's not higher, but all in all, I, I would think the ratings all in all would be pretty good. I don't know. I don't know if that that story talked about that, but I would think they've been pretty good because the games have been unbelievably exciting and surprising. Yeah, you know, surprising losers like Germany and and that kind of stuff. So. 
you know, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun for me to watch, and I, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but I sure I enjoyed watching it. It'll be interesting to see when we can crunch all the numbers at the end, because obviously not having the U.S. will be a factor. But I think a lot of people dismiss it like, yeah, that's bad, but it's such a huge world event, and there's so many fans of the sport now, and it, it really is fun to watch. It's soccer played at the very top level. Uh, but uh, we'll know you know when it's over, and we can kind of look at the whole thing in total because this is just a, a snapshot of of through Wednesday of this week. So I mean, some of these numbers could change. But I mean, it does surprise me a little bit that they're that they're not higher in Seattle and in Portland uh, as well. You know, which yeah. we consider such hotbeds of the yeah. sport here. Uh, but um, and and you know, to your point, you can make numbers do anything you want, as you know, Terry. But Phoenix is way down at the bottom. So you're not, you're not going to see that. You know, that wouldn't would, seem to make sense, yeah. right? That, that doesn't add up to your theory, which I think is a good one. Right. But hey, if you have if you have a huge Hispanic population, especially with Mexico playing well, and although they got whacked today, but uh, um, you know that that would seem to to, to play into it. It's it's uh, I don't know. It will obviously yeah. know more when it's over, and we can look at the whole numbers. And I think it will get better now that they're in the knockout round, where you know now it's one and done kind of thing. So uh, I think there's so many groups and so many different teams playing. It's hard to keep up with. Okay, who's done what? And who's in? Who's going to be out? Now it's you know now we're past all that. So it'll, I think it'll go up now probably. All right, the, uh, are you guys scared there down there in Houston? You guys are playing great baseball. You got you got the uh, game winning walk off home <laughs> run yesterday. I mean, you guys are playing great, but you can't pull away there, Terry, because the red hot Los Marineros are right on your ass, and we're going to catch you and over and, and take I you over. It. I, I absolutely love it. It's but, but 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 I have I have a solution to the Mariners' possible playoff situation that seems a little unfair at this point. I do have a solution, and that is since we're at the halfway point, just go ahead and give the Mariners a free pass into to swap into the National League right now. Yeah, that that would be one thing that could solve it. Or number two, have the ten teams that make the playoffs be seeded by their record. There you go. Then the Mariners don't have to play one and done game. Mm. So that would be a lot more fair because they have a better record than every team in the National League. But it's not going to happen that way. Will they catch the Astros? You know what? I don't. I, and I said this to Dick just the other day on the show. I don't think it's out of the question that they can catch the Astros. Yeah. The Astros also have bullpen issues, and I think it's going to come down to who does the best at the end of July here and bringing other people in. So uh, we'll see what happens there, but. The Astros' bullpen has had some bad days, too, and uh, it's going to come down to who you get in the, before the trade deadline that's going to help your staff because in these days in baseball, it's all about the bullpen. It's all about especially those guys that can get you to the, to the ninth inning, especially for the Mariners who have the best closer in baseball right now. Who can get you there consistently? And that's going to be the difference, I think, down the road. Being a proud uh, Houstonian, what are you willing to give up when we catch you there, Terry? Uh, what are you willing to part with there? What you want to shave something with? in the side of your hair, like uh, like Scott that Service? I, that I don't. I, I have to. I have to wean myself from going to Jack's Barbecue for for two months or something like that. No, that's so, not. No, 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 no. We need that's something hard. humiliating, that Terry. Come on. <laughs> that's really rough. That's the only place I can get real Texas Q. <laughs> so, Q, I see. Yeah, yeah. That's well, the I know, you know, yeah, I'm I'm willing to shave an Edwin Diaz Z into my head if it comes down to that. I guess <laughs> I'd love to see that. If, if the M's win the West, you'll shave an Edwin Diaz Z into your head. I will do that. All right, look at yeah. that. You got that on tape. I feel like I'm getting some work yeah. done here right at the very end. Yeah. It makes Great me job, feel yeah. good. Scott, Scott Service and I can do it together. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, is there, there one go. Is there one small concern? And I got it. Edwin Diaz has been 
unbelievable. So he picked up his 30th save. That breaks the record, breaks it from Cosman. Now just let's keep yeah. Eddie D away from stairs and suitcases. So he breaks the first <laughs> half record for saves. Is there any worry? It's not what he's on pace now, right? About 60? Yeah. Is there a worry yeah. that they're using him too much? I mean, and again, you got to use him, obviously, in these one-run games. They're playing so many close games yeah. that they're using him. I guess the only small worry I would have, it would be nice in the second half of these final 81 games if they won a few more games with a more comfortable yep. margin so they didn't have to use them as much? Mixing a 6-2 to two once goal, in a while? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the goal originally when they brought Colum A in is that occasionally he could be the closer. Well, now, he struggled mess. in the eighth inning, <laughs> and that doesn't look so good right now. Yeah. I think that was the goal, that occasionally they could give Eddie a night off you know, and not have to overuse him. But you would think these 1-1 games would balance out over the course of the season. I mean, I don't. they just can't continue to just play one-run games all the time. You'd think there'd be some games where they're either way ahead or way behind, and he's going to catch a break here. But I think Scott Service has already talked about that. He's already thought about that, and he's going to do whatever he can to make sure Eddie's healthy and fresh at the end. Right now, you know, it's it's tough. That would be the worst-case scenario for them, for him to get hurt in any way. That That's the one thing they absolutely can't have happen is for, for Diaz to get hurt. So I think uh, I think Scott's a really bright guy, and he's going to figure that out, and he'll give him the rest he needs. And if that means uh, occasionally you have a lead in the ninth inning and you don't use him, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that if they feel like that's what they need to do to get him to the end, especially now that they're seven games up in the wild card race. So – you know, well, we'll see how it goes down the stretch, but I think they'll use him wisely. I, I think they will too, and obviously, an injury is an injury. But in terms of like overusing him, the guy's twenty three or whatever. I don't think that's as much of a concern to me. I mean, I guess the more you use him, I don't know. Does the does the percentage that he might get hurt go up, I'm, or or he gets tired? I mean, I, I I think I mean these guys are young, strong, prime of their life athletes. I think he'll be okay. But you know, an injury can happen anytime, and you're I'm right. So, it, it maybe not so much about an injury. Uh-huh. But, I mean, I, wearing just, down. Just a wear, we, yeah. just yeah, fatigue. Just, just fatigue. I mean, right. it's not so much about yeah. innings and like how many pitches he, he's thrown. It's they always they always talk about, like when we had uh, uh, DeLunis on the other day, the, the bullpen coach, we could have asked him this about, or even Stottlemyre. It's the high leverage situations that, that they usually talk about that with starting pitching. But, you know, he's in a high-leverage situation almost every time he comes in because he's closing out a game. Just wondering well, if, if the mental and physical te- fatigue catches up to him yeah. as the season wears on. Yeah, and the other thing, the more times you're out there, the more chances there are that something else happens to you, like that Angels pitcher last night. Oh, that was gruesome. I don't know if people saw that or not, where he broke his leg trying to cover home plate and, you know, basically did a Joe Theismann kind of break. Oh, it was, it was awful. That. Yeah, I don't need to see So, that. yeah, but that's it. The more times you're out there, the more chances there are that you're, you're hit by a line drive or, or something like that happens. So, yeah, you have to be careful. Uh, don't wear him out. You know, I, like I said, he's got a great arm. That's probably not a problem. But just don't get to the point where he's not as effective. And I think they'll play that smart. I really do. I, I just don't foresee that happening and. And I think he's well on his way to uh, getting those 50 saves and at least making Scott get the Z in his head if I don't do it. Mm. And and to, to be sure, the save thing is for Scott. But for you, all they have to do is win the AL yeah. West. It gives us all an extra reason to root for the Mariners except <laughs> yeah. for you, Terry. You anti-Mariner guy, you. I, that, that, that is not me, by the way, but I will <laughs> do that if that happens. So I love it. I love that it's a great race. It makes it so much more fun. That I, you know, that they're in the hunt for the division title. This isn't anymore just about 
getting a playoff spot. This is about right. can we catch the Astros, and I can't wait for those 13 games that they have against each other. Yeah. This is going to be so much fun. They're going to be more meaningful than they've been in a long time when they face the Astros this time. It's going to be a completely different feel to it. And that's a great point. With a three-and-a-half game margin right now, I mean, just you, you just got to stay in contact. And again, it's three-and-a-half games, the M's, and the M's have played. Now, they've, they've warmed up a little thanks to getting into Baltimore. But the Astros have been crazy good the last three weeks. And they're still just three and a half games up on the M's, so the M's can feel good about that. Keep it close. You still got a lot of games left with them. I mean, yeah, you, you're, you're going to have to earn it. Whoever wins it will earn it, but with that many games and, left. And the Astros' schedule is going to get a lot tougher when the Mariners' schedule is going to get a little easier. So that'll be a factor too going down the stretch. Hey, I'm just looking at it quickly. They have 13 games, I believe, remaining. Yeah, I think left against against, each other. against Houston, and then the final series will be uh, in Houston, September seventeenth there uh, through the nineteenth. All right, what do you got coming up? What do you got cooking on Saturday you know, uh, for Blunt really Sports cool Talk? Thing. Really cool thing coming up this Saturday. So we'll let us decide here with, if it's cool. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, well, okay, I'll let you decide. So this is great for Mariners fans. Truly, this is the Tops Trading Cards Company is doing this thing called Thirty Teams in Thirty Weeks, and they're announcing the best players for each team at each position. One week at a time. And the Mariners is coming up, the the release of the Mariners, top players in each position for tops. Beck, they're teaming with Beckett Media to do this. And their announcement is July 2nd. However, we are going to get an exclusive on Saturday, and it will be announced during my show. Mike Payne, the baseball editor for Beckett, is going to be on and going to announce the top players in each position for the Mariners that was voted on in this deal that Topps Trading Cards did with Beckett. And not only that, along with that player, they're going to release and announce the top card that player ever had. So I think it'll be fun. They'll announce each Mariner position on Saturday. It actually comes out officially on the 2nd, but they're going to let us announce it on the show on Saturday, so I think it'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds great. That'll be, I can see Puck speculating yeah, right I'm now. Puck's over right there now. writing down his choices. <laughs> uh, for for all of them, and who's center field's going to be tough to me. I don't I know who they're the going to do center field. Yeah, any clue yeah, as to who center field's going to go to? Yeah, that that one. You know, that's up for grabs. Obviously, okay. That's is Edgar a third up, baseman yeah. or a DH? Oh, I'm, well, I'm sure that'll be Chone Figgins, right at third base. So, yeah, I'm yeah. I guess you'd have to think Edgar is a DH. He was yeah, okay, not as yeah. bad a third right. baseman as everybody wants to make him out to be. He was actually better than people think in the field. I'm going to go Edgar DH, but he's a DH. Yeah, yeah. would be the third yeah. That baseman. would seem like the obvious choice, wouldn't it? So. Yeah. Some of them are tough, though. You know, some of them are not as not obvious. Obvious, you know, like center field with Griffey is obvious and that kind of thing, and well, A Rod's obvious, but some of them are not. Well, so so all right. Well, I'm doing this right now. So A Rod shortstop, Edgar's your DH, uh, Griffey's in center, E Charles in right field, for, uh, Mr. Mariners at first base, mm-hmm. second baseman Cano. I think probably yeah, Cano. Yeah, yeah. All right, probably. So, so but, who's third? Yeah. Who's third That's base? What I mean. See, it's and the left field. We've never had a damn left fielder in the history of the studio. Denard Span. Denard Span? That's who you're going to go with? <laughs> can't be in a Denard Span, can it? I mean, because left, field, no, left field's been like the Sonic center. On, yeah. He wasn't even a Mariner, so yeah. yeah. But that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be there's interesting to see what they come up with. There's a few that'll be fun. And then they'll do a thing where they'll put online the Let's card that that yeah. player was the most popular card and the most yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the most popular or the one that costs the most. Mm-hmm. So I guess they have the same thing, obviously. So they're going to put that card up for whoever was voted in for that position. And, the, and uh, they're doing one team every week. The Mariners are this week, but we get the exclusive on Saturday. So uh, that should be fun for people to guess on. I mean, I guess we'd have to go Seeger. 
I think it's Seager. Right? Yeah. Or Bell? I mean, the third base, see, third base and left field have never been right, a great been, spot. Let me, yeah. uh, let me add in here, I'm not sure, this may be true, I don't know, actually. I'm no, not sure current true. players are eligible. But maybe oh, they are. Okay. I don't know. What do we do? How about we yeah. do this? Wait a minute, guys. I've got to in figure it out. Pitcher too. Best starting pitcher. Yeah. Best uh, closer. That's all in it too. Well, he, okay. He, so best closer is we can't use current. I'm not sure. He's not sure. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I've got an idea for so. third base though. While we're thinking about this, why don't we just okay. just as the final insult, we move A Rod over to third, even though he never played there, and we let Little O be the shortstop. And I said, "Sorry, A Rod, this is where you have to go." <laughs> yeah, perfect. Because he was seeing, he was like, "Whatever I got to do to help the team." See, I would probably right. put Beltre at third, but he's Beltre's just here not for such a short time. He was here for five years, yeah. one year, four. Yeah, I know, but it's like, and that's like yeah. the darkest decade. Yeah, I mean, well, but it wasn't his some fault. Some of that, the guys who didn't play, you know, their whole career here and all that. Like, there's going to be Randy Johnson, for example. There's going to be some of that. So, uh, and there's going to be some guys that get voted to more than one team, yeah. like Randy, for example. So. Yeah, who's the, who's the pitcher? Is it, is it obvious that it's Randy for you? For you, guys, well, would it be obvious one. it's Randy? There's, I think they're naming a uh, – they may name a right-handed starter, a left-handed starter. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, in the bag for Randy. It would have to be – he'd have to be a part well, of this. Well, of course. No doubt. Yeah, uh, of course. So, and, uh, and then a mean, closer. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool for people can speculate between now and then, and, and we'll uh, announce all the winners on Saturday. How about Jim Presley? I just thought forgot about Jim Presley at third base. I would say right hander would yeah would Felix, and then I'd say lefty would be obviously would be uh would be Randy. That's not a bad one two punch. No, if if anybody that. wants to argue Moyer, I'd listen to you argue Moyer too because if Jamie had a sure. uh, he had a nice long run of success here. All right, well, so that year you're doing that uh, on Saturday. What time again will you be unveiling that? One more. Time. We'll be unveiling that. I believe we're going to do that at noon. Okay. Right. We'll do that at noon. And then I'm going to be on uh, with Dick tomorrow from Jimmy's. So, okay. Uh, that should be fun. Perfect. All right, okay. Terry, we appreciate it. Uh, we hope that the Mariners can catch uh, the Astros, so you have to shave uh, a Z in the side of your head, okay? Uh, I will I will have my razor prepared. All right. Blunt Sports Talk is coming up on, on Saturday, 11 to 1. Very cool thing they're doing there uh, with the uh, Mariners. Uh Let's see. Uh, God, I am now. I'm just uh, left field and third base is all I can think about right yeah. now. Yeah. Philip Brad Phil Bradley? Uh, God, left field has just been the it's unbelievable. One, maybe the worst position in all of sport yeah. in this town. Over over the years, they right? just can't find anybody. God, I gotta think about that. We gotta think about that. Text in, text in some thoughts at four nine four uh five one. Who would be the the all time third baseman and left fielder? I think we filled out everyone. Who's the catcher? Oh the Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. It's gotta be Wilson. Yeah. Or Olivo. <laughs> yeah, I can't decide if it's Dan Wilson or Miguel Olivo. K- Kenji Jojima, Jojima, <laughs> Pat Borders, some greats. Text them in right because I think we've we've solved everything else. Yeah, left fielder, third base, I think is open uh, for debate. Text them in four nine four five one.